Hi, and welcome to A Sober Girls Podcast. My name is Sherry, and I am your host. Every Wednesday, we get together and we talk about our journey in sobriety, what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. I've been sober for over 10 years now, and I realized that one of the biggest mistakes I ever made was just putting the plug in the jug and not drinking. I never took care of my emotional sobriety, did my step work, or was fully involved in the program until it was almost too late. This is my story, my experience, strength, and hope and what life is like for me on a daily basis as a recovering alcoholic and addict. I am so glad that you are with me and now let's get into it. What's up fam and happy Wednesday. I know that I have been off the grid for quite a while. Um, Last I left you I was battling some health problems. While I am really glad to say that there is no presence of cancer at this time, unfortunately, I'm still being monitored. This has kind of taken a toll on my mental health and my physical health as well. But I have decided that I am not being true to myself if I'm not here being a part of this program and a part of y'all's lives because the only way that we stay sober is to give it away. And another thing that really occurred to me, I've been watching and being a lot more involved on sober TikTok. I don't post, but I'm on there quite frequently. And not only there, but Instagram, I see all of these posts about recovering out loud. And when we don't recover out loud, What we're doing is not helping the person who's still in active addiction, not helping the person who is in active alcoholism. And that's not only not fair to them, but by secluding myself and isolating myself, I know that I am not giving myself the opportunity to recover the way I need to either. And it's been a long time since I have finally felt resolve, kind of, in what I was doing or a passion for what I was doing. I think going through all the motions like I was telling you about previously, it made it difficult because I wanted to be there for you guys. I wanted to recover in a way that would help you guys recover. But what I was doing was forgetting that by not doing it for myself, I am not recovering properly. There are so many people out in active addiction and alcoholism, if you want to separate those two, go for it, um, that really have to want it. I think at all points when we are at the lowest low in our lives, we realize that we have to recover for ourselves, that we cannot recover for anybody but ourselves. And I think that has to be the mindset when you're going through recovery in and of itself, no matter how long you've been in recovery, right? We can't do this for anybody else. We can only do it for ourselves. And that is 
what makes us such a unique and special part of the program and sobriety and being able to pay it forward and helping other people. The more we do things for ourselves, like putting on our mask first in the airplane, you know, filling up our cup first, doing all of those things aren't just cute little quips and sayings and old wives tales. They are actually necessities if we want to stay in recovery. When I lost my job back in September and I was telling you guys about it, what I was going through, everything that was happening to me, we were discussing stepping outside the comfort zone. And I think for me, stepping outside my comfort zone has meant so many different things that I didn't know who I was anymore. And I don't think it's unfair to say that as we grow in age and grow in life and grow in relationships that we also grow in different aspects of sobriety. I know that for me, the hugest part of my sobriety that I've kind of like go to the wayside is doing the next right thing. I started doing things because it made me feel good. You know, that lack of need for alcohol, that lack of need for a substance was soon replaced by a need for self-fulfillment and for gratification in other forms. And when I say gratification in other forms, I mean doing things for people so that I can get a pat on the back. And that is not the way to run a program. It is not the way to be successful also in your sobriety. I realized that I started to do things that didn't allow me to feel good after those things were complete. I was looking for validation. I was looking for someone to say, God, you're amazing. You do something so well because... I was hurting on the inside. I needed someone to tell me that I was amazing because I couldn't do it myself. And I had stepped away from my program. I had stepped away from doing the next right thing. And it caught up with me. It caught up with me big time. Not only, I don't know necessarily if the pat on the back was part of losing my job. I don't think so. I really truly believe that my job affected my mental health and it took a huge, huge toll on me. And I think at that point I had gotten to the decision that I needed to be compensated for my mental health. I don't know. Or I just quit caring that I was doing the not next right thing. Um, and I felt like I was owed something for the anguish that my job had put me through. Um, and it's not to say that it's like people went out of their way to make me miserable because they really didn't. My employees and coworkers and everything, they were all great. It was the general public and the type of work that I did that really, really drained me. But where I'm going with this is because of that, because of those things, I had a really bad, bad attitude and my behavior started to change. Those alcoholic behaviors that we have hidden somewhere inside of us 
that surface that if we're not paying attention to them can really reroute everything in our lives if we're not being careful, if we're not paying attention. And let me tell you that from about January to about now-ish, my life has been just one constant, not even bad decision, and I don't want to say punishment either, but my life has been just, (laughs) it goes back to um, the TikTok that says, well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, that's what my life has been like for the past four months. That's where I have been lost and drowning for the past four months is I didn't do the next right thing, which wasn't correct, which wasn't great, right? But not only was it not doing the next right thing, it was also going to have a consequence. Everything in our lives that we do has a consequence, whether it is bad or or good, there is a consequence to our actions. Now, that doesn't mean that everything that happens to us is a result of us or our actions. There are just some really shitty people out there and really bad coworkers or really bad friends or really bad humans out there, really. And, you know, they absolutely just get off on hurting other people, making other people feel bad, bullying people. Those kind of people are definitely not healthy people. And I I don't want to separate myself from them too much because I don't feel like it's fair for me to say, well, gosh, I wasn't mean to anybody. I didn't pick on anybody. So I should be in the clear, right? Because That's also not fair. There are certain things that you can do in life without being mean to people that can still affect them and have consequences. So for me, the consequences of my actions came from that gratification and that self-soothing and that pat on the back. And when I couldn't get any of that, I started to get into the money mismanagement again. And isn't it interesting how our lives can be completely cyclical as an addict, and I know that it can be in other ways too, in other forms and things like that, but this time, you know, as an addict, we see certain behaviors, we have certain behaviors, we perform certain behaviors because that's what we are used to. That is what happens to us when we are not working our program. And so, a lot of my same behaviors had resurfaced and I allowed myself to be a victim. I allowed myself to be hurt and angry and feel entitled and feel like I was owed things. And that's because I refused to accept that I was hurting. And I know that I've had this huge revelation of getting out of some really bad friendships and moving on with my life and getting in touch with, you know, who I am and things like that. But that doesn't mean that actions from the past couple years or even months won't creep up and bite you in the ass. And so that was one thing that I absolutely had to learn. In my sobriety, I can still make the same mistakes I did when I was using. And I think that kind of shocked me. Um, You know, it's weird because it shouldn't shock me, right? It shouldn't shock us that our behaviors will creep up and be the same or 
But then you hear other people talking about it too in the rooms that they have those same behaviors and they can recognize when those insecurities start coming through and when those defects of character start showing. And I truly believe that if you're not working your program and you're not in touch with the sober community or people in your life that are sober or can help you, that you are going to continue to make poor decisions. A friend of mine, actually, I feel really bad for her, and I don't know the full story, so I'm not going to go into both sides of it, but a friend of mine, um, she was left by her wife, and the whole thing shocked her because she had been denying that she was seeing this other person, and... You know, so when it finally happened, you know, she was like, I I take responsibility for some of it, but, you know, the person who, who did the cheating and left is someone that has a program and has those options to talk to somebody and <laughs> didn't. And yes, potentially she's happier with this new person that she's with and... Yes, my friend's life is, holy hell, significantly better. Um, But, you know, it really made me realize that if you don't work your program and you're not in touch with your sponsor or people in the sober community, you're still going to do what you want to do. And those are going to have consequences. And I know for sure that I do not want to have any more poor consequences. And so even if it hurts, even if I get told no, even if it means I have to do shit the hard way, the only option, the only option for staying sober and staying happy, and somebody said this in the meeting the other day, they actually said the big book never tells us we have to be supremely happy or excitedly happy or perfectly happy we get to be reasonably happy and God gives us what we deserve or much more, a roof over our head, food on our plates, you know, good friends. And he said that, you know, he was asking for a girlfriend and why now that he's got his life together, he can't get a girlfriend. And he heard God say to him, I've already given you so much more than you deserve. And so I've, I've really, really been keeping that in mind as I go through my day today because there are so many things that I want. I could covet the shit out of so many things, but I already know that I have so much more than I deserve. And I already know that God is going to give me what I need right now. And it might not be what I want, but it's going to be what I need. And I believe that in this season, and I know a couple of people who hate the term seasons. It's not alcoholic, so that's good. (laughs) But in the term seasons, that I, I really want a chance to, you know, help other people. And that in this season of time, that... God truly has given me more than I deserve and he's giving me what I need and not I want what I want to help me grow as a person because it's not until I get through this season and this phase that I'm actually going to be able to do 
and be the person that God designed me to be. And I would not be here if it was not for this program. I am telling you right now that I would not be able to do the things I'm doing if it weren't for this program. And I know that my depression gets the best of me. And there's days that I don't even want to get out of bed. There's days when I don't want to do anything. I have a chronic illness, so I already feel like absolute donkey ass. And so, you know, there's all these things that I could say that play into why I don't do certain things, why I don't record my episodes, why I cancel on meetings, why I am not accountable in certain areas of my life. You know, I could blame that all on depression. And there is a component that plays into depression. I am not dismissing that at all. But I also know that if I just get up and I put on my shoes and I go outside or I go to a meeting or I reach out my hand and I ask somebody else how they're doing, that my life is going to get exponentially better. And that's because I'm putting somebody else in front of me, which is something I should have been doing the entire time and for the right reasons. I should have been doing this the entire time because, not because I wanted to, but because it was the next right thing. And that is something that I have really thought about and I have really prayed on and meditated about and I've decided that this podcast is about recovery. This podcast sure is about helping you guys not feel alone, but I can't tell you all my story and have that be the end all and the be all. That's not fair to you guys because my experience, strength, and hope is not everybody's experience, strength, and hope. If I'm truly going to help the addiction community, if I'm truly going to make things better for you guys and for myself, what I need to be doing is sharing other people's experience, strength, and hope with you. So moving forward after next week, after next week's episode, beginning of May, we will be starting to talk to other people and hear about their experience, strength, and hope. Because all of our stories disclose in a similar way, but they are not all the same. And so in the next coming months, we are going to be meeting new friends. And they're going to be talking about their experience, what they do, how they handle their sobriety. And there are different types of sobriety. And I'm not talking about California sober because I'm not going down that road right now. That's not a road that I feel like is the mission of this podcast. I am talking about what we are going to do is talk about everybody's experience with sobriety, whether they relapse 20 times, they've been sober a week, they've been sober 10 years, they've been sober for 15 months. We're going to talk to everybody because everybody deserves a chance to be heard. Everybody deserves a chance to talk about their experience, strength, and hope. And you're going to find that just outside of me, there are so many other friends that we can identify with, that we can be a part of their lives and their story and feel connected to them. 
So that's what we are going to do moving forward. There will be episodes where I come on and I just talk to you about my experience, strength, and hope, what I'm going through. But I really feel like the best thing for this podcast is to have other people on. And I really feel like that's something that this community deserves. There's so many wonderful stories of recovery out there. And this is not something that I should gatekeep. This is not something that I should do just for you. I should allow other people to do it for you as well. I want to be able to talk to other people about their sobriety. I want to be able to help others. And while I know that I am helping others, I know that I can do better. So we are completely rebranding this. We are going to be starting all over again. And I am just so excited to have you guys along on this ride. I've really missed you. I've really missed doing this. And I cannot wait for you to meet some of the friends that I've been talking to And I can't wait to really see this podcast take off and go where it needs to go to be able to reach more people, more stories, more ways of sobriety. And I really look forward to taking this journey with you. Until next time, fam, be well. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of A Sober Girls Podcast. I hope that you heard something that resonated with you and that you can take with you for the next week until we meet again. You can find me on Instagram at A Sober Girls Pod. You can also follow me and friends at Sober City Movement on Instagram as well. If you live in the Richmond area, follow me at Sober in Richmond where we, we plan local sober meetups. Or if you're just traveling and looking for a friend in the area, there's one of us in almost every city across the continent. Struggling and need help? Just remember that you are not alone. You can reach out to me and any of my friends on Instagram, send us a message. Or if you are in immediate need of help, please search out your sponsor, the closest sober friend, or go online to aa.org to find a meeting that you can attend. There are also Zoom meetings, which you can find on aa.org as well. Have a safe week, and until next time, fam, be well.